Herb and Lorna, Chapter 3, Continues. Tom climbs down again and helps Tudor to his feet. What's your name, fellow? Tudor asks. Huh? Tom replies, surprised. That can't be it, says Tudor. Think, man. What does your mother say when she wants you to come to dinner? He wears a look that suggests he thinks he's dealing with an idiot. Come and get it. Well, if it's good enough for your mother, it's good enough for me, says Tudor, throwing his arm across Tom's shoulders. Come and get it. Tell me about ice. Well, it's a real cold, begins Tom. Tudor rides along with Tom Piper, pumping him for information about the ice business. Suddenly, Tom seems suspicious. Just a minute, he asks. Why are you asking me this? Come and get it, says Tudor, chewing on his cigar. I'm going to start an ice company of my own. Tom begins laughing. You, he says. Suddenly, he stops laughing. You got a vice president, he asks. Tudor shakes his head. How much does it pay? Tudor shrugs. Okay, I take it, says Tom. They shake hands. Tom brings Tudor to his home. There we meet Tom's wife, Lavinia, and her beautiful sister, Catherine, who is visiting from Savannah. Tom warns Tudor that there isn't much room for another ice company in these parts. Tudor, who is lying with his head in Catherine's lap, batting his lashes at her, asks coyly, Do y'all have many ice companies in Savannah? Giggling, blushing, Catherine replies that there are none. Well then, declares Tudor, we'll sell our ice in Savannah. We'll sell our ice where it's most wanted, in the sultry climes. We'll sell it in Savannah, and we'll sell it in Havana, and we'll sell it in Bombay. That's a nice idea, boss, says Tom. They all toast the start of their enterprise. A mad scramble begins. Tudor must raise money, obtain ice-cutting monopolies on lakes and ponds, find ships, hire workers, build ice houses, and so on. At one point, Tom and Tudor recruit the help of Nathaniel Wyeth, Harpo, who has invented a more efficient way of cutting ice. They pay him in stock. Tom Piper is always at Tudor's side, and Catherine, who stays on in Boston to help, grows daily more smitten with the stubborn genius. Tudor grows so obsessed with what he now thinks of as his mission in life that he begins to sound like a madman, not the sort of person in whose venture one would be likely to invest. Tom Piper, however, is able to lay the whole scheme out before a potential investor in a stream of compelling words to make it sound like a sure thing, as sure as sure can be. And he is the one who brings the investors in. Against all odds, the enterprise is in place and operating when winter comes. In a curiously balletic scene, we watch a swarm of workers cutting ice in a light snow. 
small dark figures moving against a seamless white background under the direction of Wyeth, who scoots around, directing their work by waving, whistling, clapping his hands, and honking a small horn. It's a strange interlude, one that European audiences in particular seem to find oddly moving. <laughs> 